Hello. Hey, friend. Hi. Hi, friend. And hi to you guys as well, friends. Welcome back to Stacked, the podcast where we talk about life and books and life with books. My name is Zipporah. <laughs> and I'm Amanda. You are Amanda. I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice to have you here. How are you feeling today? Uh, okay. What? Yeah. No, it's when you said nice to have you here. I yeah. felt like I was being interviewed. No. Yeah. <laughs> so my brain was like, <laughs> nice to be here. Nice to be here. <laughs> no, I'm good. Uh, how have I been? Yeah, this week went by really quickly. It was yeah. just a short week. Well, yeah, no, it is the short week because last weekend was the coronation, right? Yeah, yeah. A uh, bank holiday weekend. And everyone is so useless. Like, after a long weekend, you go back and everyone's like, how was your weekend? Too short, too short. Yeah. Like, all right. <laughs> you had four days. Okay, no, three. <laughs> three. But, you know, one more than usual. No, they're spoiling us. I love it. Yeah, honestly, bank holidays, back to back, two of them. Listen. Delicious. Listen, I love this, like, little sprint between like you know may <laughs> to august oh yeah lovely but okay so what are you up to what are you reading yeah i'm reading what am i reading i'm reading black and female by sitsi dangaremga oh mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. i love her yeah 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 and i've just started it so i have really nothing to say mm-hmm. the only thing is that i'm learning a lot about zimbabwe well yeah rhodesia previously yeah. rhodesia mm-hmm. and about settler colonies because obviously with ghana or west, like more of the west coast of Africa, it it wasn't like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, there was no like settling. It was yeah. more just like you know pillaging. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> no, but being in your own country, having a past, not being able to buy land in yeah. certain areas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Having kind of like literally no kind of power on your own land, and having maybe the five percent govern the ninety five percent. Honestly, I don't. I think it was even less. Yeah, it probably was. It's it. Every time I read about colonization, I'm shocked. Yeah, there's always just new new things to discover, isn't there? And that man, what's his name? Rhodes. Yeah. Oh, oh Cecil Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> I know that there's a there's a special uh, place. I spit on his grave. <laughs> <laughs> and that wouldn't be enough. But yeah, the, so I just started that. It's my second nonfiction book of the year. I say yeah. that because I'm trying to. Do more. Yeah, read more nonfiction. But you know, actually, I've never read any nonfiction by Tissy Dangaremba. So, who was obviously the author who wrote Nervous Conditions. Mm. So, I've never read any of her nonfiction. I'd be really interested to kind of see what what, what do you feel like so far have been the differences between. Yeah, I think her nonfiction is clearer than her fiction. Oh, really? Yeah. But maybe it's because it also came later. So, maybe her mm. writing is, has evolved. Improved. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But also, Non-fiction, I feel like, requires more. Like, when you write in fiction, you can use metaphor. You can mm-hmm. use language that is, like, implies things. Mm-hmm, whereas mm-hmm. this it's is more abstract mm-hmm. and more... Mm-hmm. So this is just very clear. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bit, nice. bit of drama. Yeah, a little bit of drama. Yeah. We love that. Okay, that sounds good. I might pick that up, actually, because I, I don't mind an essay collection. I love a good essay collection. Mm. So maybe... Okay, cool. What about you? What are you reading? I'm reading, so you know when you've had a book on like your bookshelf for like so long, <laughs> just months and months and months. Do I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, do I? <laughs> I know. Yeah. One of those ones. It's like one I've had on my shelf for so long and then I decided to pick up and it is Zhao Lu Go? Zhao Lu 
go. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda. <laughs> Xiaolu Go. And it's called 20 Fragments of a Ravenous Youth. And it's just... That title. That title. So, like, so far, I'm about, like, a quarter of the way into it. And it's mm. kind of, like, in the way where it's, like, little, like, 20 little vignettes showing mm. this, like, Earl's life, essentially, and her youth, as it says in the title. Mm. But it's, like, it's really interesting because she's born and grows up kind of, like, in provincial China. Mm. And, like, she just feels so limited by her life and, like, her landscape and this kind of like as she sees it this kind of simple farmer's life that she's been kind of what's the word raised yeah like raised into and kind of like she feels confined by so like one day when she's 17 she just like up and moves to Beijing she runs away to Beijing to become like a film extra in like movies wow. and stuff yeah exactly <laughs> and then she's just so like the character itself is just I love her like she's so you know one of those characters who's just so like incorrigible she's just she doesn't care incorrigible characters yeah <laughs> yeah no same like i've been reading her and i'm like oh you are so wild you're crazy like <laughs> girl <laughs> literally i'm like girl you're so crazy <laughs> but it's she's so good i feel but like yeah. you're beaming about her yeah like, like honestly i've met a new friend <laughs> like I'm reading I'm like we should be friends but yeah I really like it and she's running into like all this trouble in Beijing because like they keep saying that she's like too individualistic and like all this kind of stuff and yeah it's just so cool so it's actually part of like this series that Penguin like Vintage put out I think last year where they were doing heroines so it's called like vintage heroines mm. and they essentially did like 10 of literature's most iconic heroine and then they re-released them in like um books with like photographs by like famous female photographers on the oh, cover as well yeah, I saw them so it's a beautiful that. cover yeah like it's really beautiful but also yes yeah, she is iconic she's an iconic her- heroine so far I want to check out the rest of the series. Yeah, so they also did in the same like series is Oranges Are Not the Only Fruit by Jeanette Winterson. That's one that I really like as well. Mm. There's a book by Colette. There's um, My Year of Rest and Relaxation by Tessa Musfek. I feel Tessa like I Musfek. need to read that. I love that. Yeah, that is another one where really I'm like, things. she is ridiculous. Like the main character in that is ridiculous, but I love her. They also did Push by Sapphire, which is, you know, the movie they turned, sorry, the book they turned into Precious. Mm. yeah and then we need new names by no violet bulawayo yeah as well so yeah it's a really cool series and yeah 20 fragments of a ravenous youth i'm really enjoying it sold that is what i'm reading So today we're going to be talking about something that I feel like we've been loosely talking about since we started this podcast, even to begin with, because mm. we're constantly reading them. Yeah. Yeah. So today and writing them. Oh, oh. <laughs> One of us anyway. So <laughs> today we're going to be talking about short stories. Yay. I'm so excited. Yeah. Amanda, you fought for this episode. You... I, I, want, I want a season of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally. You went to bat. You went to bat for this episode. So yeah, really excited. And essentially what we're going to be talking about is kind of like why the short story has always seemed like an underappreciated form of fiction. You know, when you especially compare it to like the novel, the like novel. why is it there's this concept of like the great American novel, the great British novel or like whatever else. And no one cares about short stories. What about the great short story? 
I don't know. You know? Harry Potter, yeah, that's the point of today. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like it's kind of considered, like, the novel's considered, like, this form of choice or, like, the boss level of, like, writing, mm. essentially. And Whereas I feel like it doesn't really hold that much more merit than short stories do. I agree. Like, but it does sound better to be a novelist. Yes, exactly. A novelist. Like, listen oh, to the novelist. prestige She's a novelist. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> yeah, I feel like, whereas short stories are kind of, like... See, it's almost like a stepping stone in yeah. like your writing journey. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah. start short stories and then you graduate to novels. Whereas it's like short stories are their own art form. I love those writers that have never written novels. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so yeah, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about. Um, and we're just basically here to argue that short stories can also be the final destination, okay? Mm-hmm. They, they don't have to be a little side quest. <laughs> <laughs> They can and should be treated as great works of art, great works of literature, just like novels are. But I really, I really wish we could have had someone who really didn't like them because mm. when I, I don't, mm. I really don't get it. Yeah, I don't think people don't like them, but I feel like people don't, not take them seriously, but like they don't take them super seriously. But I think, I like, like for example, when I'm on Bookstagram, I'll always see a post. Someone will share a short story collection, and then they'll go. I don't really read short stories, but mm. this one was good. Mm-hmm. This one was all right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why? Yeah, why? Why you got to say that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't really get that either. Actually, so if there's any readers listening who just for whatever reason are not that into, into short stories, tell us. Let us know why. Like, yeah. to be fair, maybe some people just like longer form content which I get because I feel like a lot of the time for people reading is like about escapism right yeah so it's easier to escape into into a a massive novel that you can read over the next you know week two weeks or like whatever and you're just like fully entrenched in this world yeah you know whereas like obviously short stories are like quick they're snappy they're well yeah let's let's talk about it because I I think that they're also help with escapism well in my experience mm-hmm, mm-hmm, i remember mm-hmm. that well we'll get to it well maybe no we, we can just we, we can get to it now yeah we get to it now mm-hmm. so like the first story i ever read was recommended by zipporah mm-hmm. and it was who will greet you when you get home oh yes yeah from the collection what it means when a man falls from the sky by yeah. leslie nakarima exactly mm. and i remember reading it and i missed my train mm. like i looked up and i was I was long gone. Like, I, was late for, I was late for work and I didn't even, what was I going to tell them? Yeah. I was reading. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was in the, like I was there in the story. Mm-hmm. I could see everything. Mm-hmm. It was short, but it was, it was amazing. That short story is also like one that for me stands out, like in terms of like my reading experience of it, because it was so engrossing. So essentially, Who Will Meet You at Home is a short... Who, a kind who of, will greet you. Sorry, Who Will Greet You at Home. It's kind of like, I would say Afrofuturisty. Mm, I would say horror. Oh, yeah. It's it was like giving thriller. Afro-sciencey thriller vibes. Essentially, it's about um, a woman in like a fictional version of Nigeria where... I don't even know how to explain it. She like makes her baby out of thread? Yeah. And so hay? In or? this fictional Nigeria you make children out of raw materials the materials that you have that are available to you yeah it's, it's such a great metaphor isn't it it is oh yeah so you make children out of the materials you have that are available to you and she is a she hairdresser yeah she's hairdresser she's a hairdresser she's not doing very well she hasn't got much so all she has available to her is honestly what what you'll find around like sticks stones mud 
hair from yeah. the hairdressers and she's just trying to utilize whatever she can to like create this child because she wants this child so badly and then you know there's repercussions yeah basically we'll say no more yeah we'll say no more but it's just an incredible concept and an incredible story yeah that one was good mm. That whole that whole collection. That whole collection. Yeah. And I think for me it was I'd never read a story like it. I think that's why I call it like Afrofuturisty, because it gave me sci-fi like horror vibes, like as you're saying. Mm. But like obviously African, mm. which at the time I hadn't read much of because I hadn't read any like, I don't know, Neddy Ned I can't say that name. Neddy Okorafor? Ned Who's that? Neddy. Am I saying that name right? Who is it? She's the one who wrote, like, Binta and... Oh. Okay, yeah, no. It was very sci-fi fantasy. Mm, mm. But yeah, so... Which leads me on to, like, what my first point is for, like, loving short stories. Is that I feel like they're more experimental. Yeah. Or, like, they can be, you know? Mm, I think they are more experimental. They can play with form because if it goes badly, you're not wasting people's time. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can yeah. play with form and... Yeah, I think I definitely think they're more experimental because I'm guessing when you experiment, it's much harder, mm-hmm. and to have to experiment on an, on a novel is just yeah. so much. It's insane. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of work. Yeah, that is so true. And then I think another thing about it as well is like, I feel like it's such short stories and short story collections are just the perfect way. When you're, like, trying to get into, like, a new writer, for example, and then, let's say you see two things. They have a short story collection, they have a novel. Which one are you going for? I actually would go for the novel. Mm-hmm. and But that's because I'm struggling with short story collections. Mm. Because for me, a short story collection is, like, an album. Mm. And some people don't... You know how, like, lem, not Lemonade, or Lemonade 2, but what's the new one? Renaissance. Renaissance. Mm-hmm. The way it transitioned is so good. Mm-hmm. And I loved what, what it means when a man falls from the sky because it felt like... The perfect album, yeah. like in terms of a collection. Yeah. But some short story collections are like, uh, uh. yeah, like disparate. Yeah, and yeah. then I get then I get a bit frustrated. Yeah. And I find myself jumping. Mm-hmm. So I really just like to. F- I would. I like to find a good. If I don't find a good story when I first open it, it mm-hmm. can make me feel a bit. Really. Yeah. Which like... is why I'm glad that you recommended mm-hmm. that collect that story first because actually I don't even think the first story in that collection is the best one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's an amazing. I don't know how you think, go into collections. No, I think you're completely right about that. Like, about it almost like you want it to be like an album. Like, obviously, with short story collections, it's not going to be the same, like, story over and over again. Like, mm. it might not even share the same themes. It might not be the same genre. But I feel like, for me, I want it to feel like they're in the same world. Exactly. You know? Yeah. It still needs to be, like, cohesive in that way. Where it's like, you can see how they don't have to be, like, interconnected. But, like, they're in the same yeah, world. I think, yeah, I agree. And that, that one, or what it means from, when a man falls from the sky, does that mm-hmm. perfectly. Mm-hmm. What is the story with the caste system where the women women are naked until they get married? Oh, I can't remember now. But that, I mean, all of the stories I feel like deal with, I don't even know if it's the same world or what is the same, mm-hmm, but there's something mm-hmm. in there where it just feels like... There's a thread. Yeah. 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 For me, it feels like a, the most perfect album. Mm-hmm. And then another one is like, I told you before, In Love and Trouble by Alice Walker. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That mm-hmm. is, I think that has such enough world building to power a novel. Really? But, no, 100%. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's still short and, yeah, amazing. I never finished it. Really? You didn't yeah, like it? Yeah. Not that I didn't like it. I think I put it down and then I just 
didn't go back to it because mm. that's the other like um that's the other not like problem but like the other issue with short stories like collections for me sometimes like as you're saying if like they all sound kind of like disparate I'm not really sure what's going on like I can read one short story and be like oh I really like that I'll put it down and I'll never go back to it come back yeah that's the thing because once you're finished it feels like you're finished yeah exactly yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm like well that's done (laughs) yeah so it can be a bit uncomfortable to feel like you're starting it's like starting new relationships yeah like starting and stopping starting and stopping yeah no maybe that's why people don't yeah, look yeah. at us. We, <laughs> all we had to do was talk about it. We, we figured it out. <laughs> what are some of your favourite short story collections? I'm going to take it back to the very, very beginning. You know? <laughs> like, I'm going to take it all the way back. And I feel like you're going to agree. Which is the first short, short story collection that I read where I was like, Wow. Actually, I think it might have been the first short story collection I've ever read. I've really? never read ever. I think so. I don't really think I read short stories when I was younger. Mm, but I um, sorry, haven't even mentioned the book. But it was obviously <laughs> <laughs> the Bloody Chamber by Angela Carter. Yep. Yeah, which A-levels. we studied for A level <laughs> English. But no, genuinely, my mind was like blown. It was really good. So, for those who aren't familiar, the Bloody Chamber is essentially a collection of short stories by Angela Rica- Angela Carter, which are feminist retellings of fairy tales. Yeah, and yeah, it just blew my mind. I was like, "What she's doing here is." It was such a simple concept. It's such a simple concept, but it did so much for me. So good. And then, because our English teacher at the time, you didn't have Elaine. I did. You did? Uh-huh. Oh. She told me the body chamber. Yeah. I also had Sam too. I, I both of them. Sam. That's crazy. Yeah. I had Elaine and like, she was so good, so good. for like the bloody chamber because like, she was also like very feminist. <laughs> and she was very sarcastic. She was so sarcastic. <laughs> and it was just an incredible time like learning. Yeah, like studying that book that I was like, wow, this is really, really good. I think I still have my, well, okay. I was going to say I still have my copy, but I don't have my copy. I have Genevieve's copy. Really? So, I, have, <laughs> yeah. I got somebody's copy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have my copy and you're right. That is actually the first short story collection or short story ever that mm-hmm. I have. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the one where it's like um, the retelling of the like uh, red, like Little Red Riding Hood? Yeah, and then the instead the she kills the wolf. <laughs> I said, Angela. <laughs> I said, Angela, sign me up. Like this is my kind of carrying on. Okay, Ew, like, and it's like very horror. Yeah, exactly. It's horrific. It's dark. It's gory. It's disturbing actually in a lot of places very very disturbing yeah like I loved it because I was like this is actually what fairy tales should be like considering like how we set up these situations these this is how it would go yeah in real life in real life I want to read that again Mm -hmm. because yeah I mean I have the copy but it's like tabbed up yeah 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 mm -hmm. just completely marked written through but yeah like The Bloody Chamber by like Angela Carter for sure that was like OG yeah OG the very beginning for me and then also The Thing Around Your Neck yes 10 out of 10 yeah Chimamanda there's one in there called Ghost Mm. and my goodness wait what's the one in there about the father and the daughter who are like separated is it not in The Thing Around Your Neck what short story am I thinking of? But it's like a father and a daughter and they're like separated. The daughter's gone overseas to live with like their mum and then they keep calling. I think and that's, isn't that um, what it means when a man 
Oh, it yeah. is. Mm. Never mind. I love that one's really good. That story. So I love that one is like, who are like mothers. Exactly. <laughs> and it's just like, sorry, that one is actually from What It Means When a Man Falls from the Sky, which we mentioned earlier. And it's just an incredible short story collection. And it's a short story about a father and the daughter who have been separated and are still communicating online, like through like FaceTime or like whatever else. And the daughter, like the father, so proud of how like vivacious and feisty his daughter is and like she's he's raised her to be and then he just watches the mom like who's now taking care of her just like drain all this like life and beauty and vitality out of her by doing what mothers do to teenage daughters essentially where's your earrings yeah literally oh god i love that story okay I'm actually now thinking about another one that I really liked. The Unhappiness of a Single Man by Franz Kafka. Mm. I love the cover. It's bright orange. The Unhappiness of a Single Man. Mm. That sounds really good. It's really good. That sounds interesting. It's actually more vignettes than short Short stories. stories, But it's a good little mix. Okay. Nice. Actually, speaking of, because I realise none of these authors have been men that we've like recommended so far <laughs> until you said Franz Kafka see I love Amanda's always here to be like wait <laughs> what about the boy? what about the men <laughs> I love that for you oh I love for me so actually to add to that as well another short story collection that I really like um by a male author is 11 kinds of loneliness by Richard oh. Yates that one's really good it's just kind of like this um 11 short stories just that explore Different kinds of loneliness, mm. mostly from a male perspective. It's very kind of like, I want to say I'm flinching, but I think I use that word too much. So it's very forthcoming and very like honest and really interesting. I think they were written in like the 50s to the 60s. The cover is... um, Is it the cute. blue one? Yeah, it's the, cute. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good collection yeah. as well. But yeah. Actually, I can't, I can't. We're going to move on from this because I know we just keep talking and like recommending. More, more, <laughs> like, more, more, sorry, more, 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 more. But I simply cannot leave this episode without mentioning Lucia Berlin, which mm. as far as I'm concerned is the queen of short stories. Mm. And it kills me and makes me so sad and upset that still to this day, or to this day, that this woman died, well, she didn't die penniless, but like she didn't die rich. And she should have been, and you know, okay, no, she shouldn't, not that rich, but like she should have been recognized like mm. for her work yeah, and for her like um, contributions to the short story genre. Why do you feel like she wasn't? Because she, she didn't, she didn't make enough to live off of her writing when she was alive. And no, no, I mean, did she become famous? Post like, post-hum- yeah, oh. exactly. And then most of her books came out like posthumously. Goodness. Exactly. But like she had the short story collection I think down to an art Mm. so the one that I read the first time was or the first one that I read was um a manual for cleaning women and I think everyone in my life all my like female friends I was like you need to read this book (laughs) (laughs) I said it to everyone I was like you need to read a manual for cleaning women by Lucia Berlin and it's just like this collection that's full of these stories about people who are just so disillusioned by life yeah so disillusioned and so I don't know what the word for it is but it's just this like quietly heartbreaking book Mm. in a way that like nothing really like happens that was a really good phrase quietly heartbreaking Mm. yeah she she writes she reads (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah, like it's a good one. And it's one of those ones that it feels like an album where mm. like it feels like it's all the same world. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I love that. Yeah. Obviously, I've said that already. 100%. But um so what do you think? Like what are your why do you love short stories so much? Mm. I think one of the reasons why I like really like short stories is because I think it's a great way to like get into a writer's head. If you know what I mean? Like I wanna see what's going on up there because I feel like as we were saying earlier with short stories there's way more like experimentation there's way more yeah like having fun and trying things and um a wide like kind of scope of like themes and topics that you can get into so I feel Mm. like it's a great way to just kind of get like a quick snapshot of what a writer is about Mm. and then like that's why I really really like short stories so like when I asked you earlier which would you go for either the novel or the short story collection I would actually go for the short story collection first because you can get a sense of yeah yeah yeah, I can get a sense of like your themes your topics who you are what you're about what you like to write about Mm. yeah that kind of thing that's a good point yeah so that's why Mm. how about for you I think for me it feels like when I read a short story a really good one Mm. what happens is because they don't give you there's no like big long character study Mm. there's like a snapshot into someone's world and then it ends and it doesn't end perfectly because novels, you're always like, oh, that was a bad ending because you expect that you had time to mm. tie up everything. Mm-hmm. Whereas in a short story, I don't have that expectation. Mm-hmm. But so the story ends and it's never neat. Mm. And you're always left finishing it off in your head, mm-hmm. thinking about why did this happen? What could be happening to this character? What is the right? I just feel like there's more time to think on it mm-hmm. or like let it stew. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's not a closed door. Exactly. Mm. So I think that's my favorite thing. Um, I don't even get enough time to judge them because I don't haven't seen enough of them to say I don't know what they're like tomorrow, mm-hmm. but in this little week, mm-hmm. you know, I'm yeah, just, yeah. So I like that. I like that. It, I feel like when I'm reading short stories, I'm I think way more about mm-hmm. what this means, yeah. or what the writers try. Like you said, getting in their head. Mm-hmm. What it feels like we're talking, yeah, a, a bit more. So maybe you're right. This that is a much better way to understand the writer. Like yeah. yeah, like funny that you said that actually. Or, like, you actually just made something click in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think I'm realising that what we must enjoy so much about short stories is the fact that they're all about a turning point. Mm. Like, they're literally all turning point. And it's not always, like, some massive big event or, like, something big has happened. But I feel like they're all just about this moment of realisation or where it's, like, something has changed. Yeah. And, like, it might not be said overtly. It might not be, like, oh, I'm doing this now. It could be as simple as, like, you know, someone going on a walk and seeing something. Mm. And then that reminds them of something that they've seen before in the past and they reminisce on that and the story ends. Done. (laughs) the story ends in the blank yeah (laughs) literally um but it's this feeling of like something has changed here Mm. and it's been something meaningful Mm. you know like something profound even maybe um that you get a lot and like i think are the best short stories yeah and i love that they do get to the point like Mm. there's a turning point and it gets to the point Mm -hmm, because mm it's not much time to be like oh and the weather was sun was shining Mm -hmm. So-and-so walked out and something happened. You know, I'm trying to remember this short story that I also love, but now I can't remember the name of it. But essentially, it happens 
all that happens during it is that like this guy is in a bank mm. like waiting at the bank and like there's a long line and he's like annoyed he's like this grumpy like mm. he's a critic like a literary critic a grumpy literary critic in a bank waiting to be served and then as he's waiting there's a bank robbery that starts happening and in those That's moments really yeah <laughs> and in those moments like, this guy is so like cynical so critical blah blah that he can't even in that moment be like oh this is a bank robbery happening I should take it seriously he's still being like Ugh. can you imagine like yeah <laughs> <laughs> you believe these guys like kind of thing <laughs> and then he ends up getting shot oh okay. spoiler but then most of the short story is taken up by like those few seconds while the bullet like travels through his brain and like wow. kind of like ignites all of these like crazy memories not even like a crazy memory but like ignites this very one specific memory of him like from his childhood that he hasn't thought about in years please try years. to remember yeah and like as it just travels through like his brain we go through like that and then it just ends and it's just like it's oh my That's god what so is it good. called you have to try to remember i have one. to remember what this i have to remember what this novel's called i mean uh short story's called no but i also remember one that started i think it's an alice walker one where we start where she's marrying this guy mm-hmm. not because she loves him but just because He's, what are you gonna do? he's providing security, he's got a good job. And so the, she's reciting the vows. And every time, every after every vow that she recites, it's like her thought process. Like, mm-hmm. well, he's, he's good enough. I've got all these five kids behind me and he said mm-hmm. he's going to take care of them. So might as well. And it's just like ends with like, you know, them, you, can, you may kiss the bride kind of thing. And I just love that because, yeah, there was no tension. There was no, it was just like, here I'm about to marry someone. Mm-hmm. What is that like? What does mm-hmm. it mean to commit to someone forever? In the 19, I don't know, 60s. But anyway, you find it? That is so... Is that one in Love and Trouble? Mm-hmm. Okay, I need to go back to that collection. <laughs> but yeah, no, sorry, I did find it. And yes. funnily, it's called Bullet in the Brain by Tobias Wolf. Okay, we are getting that. That's what called Bullet in the Brain by Tobias Wolf, And it is so good. Sorry, guys, I'm just writing that down. Okay. It's so, so good. Oh. Is that the collection or the story? That's the story. And is it in a collection? Yeah, no, it probably is in a collection. Mm. I didn't read it in a collection. I read it, like, in an anthology, essentially. Mm. So I don't know what the collection is. But, yeah, Blue in the Brain. Are there anthologies of... Sh- yes, there are anthologies of short stories. There's mm-hmm. one that, that Amata Ido, that she edited, right? Oh, really? Love. Mm-hmm. It's to do with love. That's another thing about short stories. I feel like there's also... They can be curated. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And you can try out different authors instead of just one. African love stories and oh, anthology. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I've got a hot take actually. <laughs> and like every time I speak about Lucia Berlin, it reminds me of this and like I have I think about it all the time. Because I feel like one of the reasons why I'm I've loved short fiction for so long is because I feel like a lot of the time a lot of women writers write short fiction mm. or like maybe start there. But like a lot of women writers, especially back in the day, used to dabble in like short fiction. So people like, as we're saying, Lucia Berlin or like Alice Monroe or, you know. Any oh, other... Alice Monroe. Exactly. Run away, guys. Or run away. <laughs> yeah. Or like any other kind of like prolific short story writers. Mm. And my hot take is actually that. There was something, especially back in the day, considering how women's lives were like shaped, there was something about being able to write short fiction that just fitted a lot more than being able, like having the time and the access to write a whole novel. 
Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't remember which writer it was. It might have been Lucia Berlin, but it was like a female author. And she was talking about how she started writing short stories because that was when she'd be able to like snatch a quick little like, you know, hour out yeah. of her day or something. And like quickly she'd like write something down. Or like she'd snatch a quick, you know, one and a half hours and like between, you know, like child rearing and like house, whatever. And then she'd you know, write a quick little short story. So that's actually my hot take. I'm mm. like back in the day, like short stories... Yeah, a lot of women, like, short story writers were female. So it's like, maybe is that why now, like, it doesn't really have the prestige that it oh. should have? I don't know. Because that, I mean, look, I wouldn't put it past mm. the patriarchy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know, because my also, my other thing is, I actually don't read that many ma- male short story. Like, I, you know, mm. we just, we just did, just now we were talking about the ones we love and... Mm-hmm. I read some by like Gabrielle Garcia. Mm-hmm. I've read some by Chinua. No, I don't think I've read any by Chinua Chobe. I, sh- I certainly haven't. No, and I, I've read some others. Franz Kafka's one is good, but mm-hmm. they're not. They don't really call my name. Mm-hmm. But I don't know the idea. I don't know. I feel like it's more that people don't like them that than that women do it, because I, I think. There's something about the novel that people want to be invested in. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I don't mean like it's the reason why like oh, people right. don't write like no, don't no, like short stories. No, the reason that it gets more prestige. Oh, okay. As in, I I don't I think it doesn't get as much prestige because novels have more time to impact people and mm-hmm. become famous mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and loved and you fall in love with characters and you're like oh this uh. I don't know I feel like short stories are so they're so quiet mm-hmm. like you said so mm-hmm. they they have these very like that that bullet to the brain story. Like, for me, that's so powerful. It is so powerful. It's such an incredible short story. So, because we were talking about it a bit more, but about, yeah, I don't know. I I remember, like, even the story Ghost by Tim Amanda, it's basically just, man, he runs into an old school friend, and then he's talking about how this guy is so arrogant, and we're, like, with him thinking, yeah, that guy's a loser, he's so arrogant. And through his conversation with with his friend, we realise that he is a bit mentally unwell oh. and he thinks that his wife who is dead is alive oh. and so then the story you, you completely step back and you're like oh mm-hmm. I'm not really on your side anymore because mm. I think <laughs> you're not okay and it's, these are very small moments and I feel like yeah the books that really do well and carry and have prestige I don't know I don't I don't feel an appreciation for quiet moments mm. or like domestic life for as existential dread, but, but not in the millennial fiction way. Yeah. But see, that's another thing as well. Like, as you're saying, domestic life. I feel like short stories a lot of the time are about domestic yes. life. And like, yes. the you know, the homestead and like all this kind of stuff. You're right. So once again, why like why a women, lot of, yeah, like yeah. women writers would go like drift that towards way. that form. And I think that is more, a, a, yeah, a kind of thing with domestic life that we don't, people don't. That people don't think that life is prestigious mm-hmm, but I think mm-hmm. domestic life is what makes all of us it's what raises us mm-hmm. it's yeah I don't know I think you're right I think the fact that it's covering that area is what people don't find like interesting yeah, or sexy or engaging or, yeah, yeah exactly like there's nothing sexy about it there's nothing like I don't know it's not the great American novel basically yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah but to me those are all the ones I've ever been drawn to mm-hmm no, same. Okay, so now it's time for our book Rex segment, Ooh. where we give you 
book recommendations for your weird and wonderful book requests. Today we have a listener who has said, hey girls. Hey. <laughs> I'm looking for a book about queer life. Not anything like Heartstopper, as much as I love it. I would rather have something that's not just about coming out or coming of age. Thanks. Mm. 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 That's a tough one. And also, I hear it. I actually hear it in regards to, you know, Heartstopper. I think this person also went on to say that they feel as though a lot of the literature around queer life is like, romance it, like it's like surrounding it's about romantic relationships yeah and it's like you know there's got to be more <laughs> you know can we have like a queer murder or something i don't know oh but yeah so that was a good one to think about but i also wonder what do you think they mean by heart stopper oh the sh- the, the the book no Oh, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's this like graphic novel that they then turned into like a show on Netflix and it's called Heartstopper. I thought she meant like, oh, they yeah. meant something like nothing that stops She's your gonna heart. She's going to stop my heart. Yeah. No, no, no. Heartstopper is actually a book. <laughs> and they made it a show. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so what is it like? It's it's like about these two. It's like, it's very YA. Okay. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. YA essentially, mm. but like it's really heartwarming. People really love it. It's about these two guys in high school and kind of like this budding relationship, friendship situation. Mm. It's really sweet, really adorable. I think it's Heartstopper. I don't know if okay, it's by no. Alice Osman. I don't know actually. I mean, then in that case, I would recommend Giovanni's Room by James Baldwin. Oh, mm-hmm. I think it's there are big chunks of it that are just about these two. Two gay men like in falling in love with each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It gets dark. Yeah. But it's still beautiful and it's very well written. And it's quite short. It's, it's very short. short. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think it would be classed as a novella. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think it's one of oh, my yeah, it is it is short actually. Yeah. yeah. It's one of my favorite books. Yeah. Giovanni's room. Yeah. We were thinking what were we thinking about Freshwater? Yeah, Freshwater by Akwaike Emezi. Yeah, that's always like a good one. And I think that's a good, from what I remember, it wasn't too concerned with like romantic relationships. No, 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 I wouldn't say so. It was more about like identity and like selfhood, right? Yeah, self-actualization. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, so that's a good one. Yeah. And then also I'd say Vagabonds since, Mm. yeah, since we're in the West, we might as well. Vagabonds by Elagusa Asunde. Yeah, that's also, and that one actually is about several like characters that yes, are queer yes. isn't it yeah yeah and it's like almost actually kind of short story like and that they're kind of like interconnected isn't it mm, i haven't read it yet oh you haven't read it no okay, i'm just that, looking at you saying mm-hmm. yeah you're like, mm-hmm, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah sounds right to me yeah. <laughs> um, i also really like zami oh by audrey, by audrey lord, lord. Yeah. yeah a new yeah. spelling of my name yeah is that autobiographical yeah yeah or bio method yeah bio yeah bio mythological yeah 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 <laughs> okay yeah so check, check out. out that one yeah check out that that's a really good shout actually yeah zami yeah, i like zami yeah so we hope that helped and you know i guess we have to make amanda go out and watch heartstopper now <laughs> <laughs> so, what does he mean by that <laughs> <laughs> You're showing your age. I, I haven't even seen them advertisers. They haven't advertised really? it to me. Oh my god! Just entirely out of the age bracket. Literally. <laughs> okay. Well. Okay. Yeah. Well, we hope that works. Um, let us know what you think about those recommendations.
now we're coming to the end of the episode and we're just going to talk takeaways. Yeah, I mean, I honestly think that the takeaway is that something I always knew, short stories are amazing. Yeah, I was going to say like, I don't have a takeaway. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't learned anything. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, I haven't. I really hope that this episode encourages you guys to read and recommend short stories. Mm. I am so reading Bullet to the Brain. You should do it. I'm so happy you recommended it. It's Honestly, right up my alley. I think probably for the next week or so, we will try and upload some short stories to our Instagram on our stories and link them and hopefully some of the ones that we've mentioned in this episode as well. Yeah. And you can go ahead on that and have a read. But yeah, I'll have a look for Bullet in the Brain. Yeah. I think I'll find it somewhere online. I'm sure I'll be able to find it somewhere online. Yeah, because this whole episode could have just been a long list. Yeah. No, honestly, we actually could have just sat here and been like, <laughs> silenced by Lucia Berlin. <laughs> The Trouble with Happiness by Tove did Levson. Oh, yeah. You could have just listed, but we tried to, you know, yeah. give y'all the benefit it, of the doubt. Ooh, you know, the Dangers context. of Smoking in Bed Ooh. by Marina. What's that one with the weird cover? And That's like, the, the Dangers that of the Smoking in okay. Bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is the one with the, like, the eyes coming the out of. And, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, by Mariana Enriquez. Yeah, that I think, yeah, one. probably just read a bit more. I haven't written, read, written. <laughs> I haven't read a short story collection in a hot minute. Really? Mm-hmm. But um, I've got her body in other parties, so I'll Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Oh, yeah, and also last week's one, the book I was reading last week, Crick Crack. Yeah, Crick Crack. Oh, yeah, definitely that one. I loved when we went, Crick Crack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so those are all takeaways, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Join us next week when we're talking about... Oh, yeah. Who knows? Apparently. <laughs> it's a, it'll be a surprise. <laughs> Join us next week where we would be discussing self-help. Mm. I feel like it's going to be a very political... Yeah, I was going to say combo. that's going to be an interesting one because I'm coming exclusively to hate. I'm. That's what I'm showing up for. I I feel like my opinion about it is going to be resolved in live, <laughs> live in the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So come and see that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping there's some kind of upturn and I leave here being a level of like a lover of self-help books. No, I don't, hope you don't you, stretch it. Yeah, no, I hope that's what you do for me next week. I'm gonna try my best. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna try my best. <laughs> okay. But in the meantime, you can find us on Instagram at the stacked pod. Please join our book community. We recommend and share our book lists on there. And you can also send us your book requests. You can follow me, Amanda, at Amanda Afwa. And me, Zipporah, at Black and Bound. This has been Stacked, and remember to pick up a book. <laughs>